Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and it's Wednesday, March 1st. Hot off the press is the news from Tesla's Investor Day, which didn't have quite the headliner story that some had hoped for. Largely, the Tesla management team cited improvements and goals on the low-voltage system, software, charging, supply chain, manufacturing, energy sector, and many more. During the details, the company said that it will create a permanent magnet electric vehicle motor with zero rare earth elements inside. Rare earth elements are a point of contention in EV supply chains, as it can be hard to secure them, and a large portion of them are either sourced or processed in China. Originally, Tesla used AC induction motors in their vehicles, which did not need rare earth elements, but later, around the Model 3 launch, Tesla began using them in various vehicles. In other news, Tesla reached a milestone of building their four millionth electric car as a company. They also officially announced the new factory in Mexico that we covered yesterday. Tesla also showed a production slide hinting at new vehicles, and the 700 million production vehicle is likely the $25,000 electric car, and another taller vehicle aiming for 300 million production. That one we suspect is a robotaxi vehicle, which is much further down the road. Also, Tesla says that it will do bi-directional charging within two years, but Elon Musk didn't seem terribly excited about it. He pointed out that Tesla Powerwall already does that job very well, and having a car act as a supplementary battery isn't really ideal. Also coming to Texas energy market, Tesla will offer a new program this summer. It will allow energy customers access to unlimited charging overnight for the cost of $30 a month. There are a lot of variables in this plan, but at least in some cases, like delivery drivers, it could be a screaming deal. Although, if someone owns a Tesla and a Tesla energy product, it's likely that they are in an economic class where they don't need to be a delivery driver. At the end of the Q&A session, the next generation vehicle was brought up, and Elon Musk just frankly declined to answer this question, citing an event to occur in the future with more information. Also in Tesla news, it actually broke right after yesterday's recording, Tesla has finally started to open some supercharger stations to non-Tesla electric vehicles in the U.S. And we even got to try one out. Everything is handled through the Tesla app. Owners can see the station and select the stall where they park. After that, they simply have to grab the handle where the CCS adapter will come out too. Tesla does warn that it can take up to two minutes to begin charging, which would be longer than a Tesla vehicle, presumably because the station has to talk to the car instead of through an app directly. At the moment, it appears that only half a dozen stations in New York are available for non-Tesla EV owners, but the number is expected to grow rapidly. There are still a lot of questions to be answered, like parking etiquette, which stations will allow non-Tesla EV charging, and how much it will cost, and of course, how fast they will charge. In our first test, it was quite cold outside, and we rushed out the door with a car already at 80%, so not the most accurate. We will have more official stats to share when they become available. A new report says that Tesla is currently working on a Model Y refreshed codenamed Juniper, which should come into production next year. We know that Tesla is currently working on a Model 3 refresh as prototypes have been spotted, but now Reuters is reporting on a Model Y. As we previously reported, Reuters has a less than stellar track record when it comes to reporting on Tesla, so we take it with a grain of salt. They claim that the refresh will involve the interior and exterior of the vehicle, but no details as to what would be different. 
An Electrex take, it's a little early for Tesla to do a refresh of the vehicle, but it could also be the automaker introducing significant architectural changes, like the structural battery pack. That's currently happening only in the Model Y's built-in Texas. That could be some new technology coming to the vehicles built in China, and considering that this report came out of Shanghai-based reporters, then yeah, maybe that's what they're getting at. I don't know, we're kind of stretching. Tesla has released a detailed look at the latest data privacy approach with more details about what stays in the car and what gets sent to Tesla. Tesla released a chart to explain the differences between the data that goes in and goes out, with distinctions about data that is associated with your account and stuff that is not. Along with this new information, Tesla has released more precise details about how customers can request a copy of their data through the new support page. You can take a look at the full chart, plus links to additional information, on electrek.co. Rivian released its fourth quarter and full year earnings for 2022 after market close, showing a slight miss on revenue, but significantly lower operating expenses. Revenue was $663 million, compared to $742 million expected, and earnings per share was $1.73, compared to $1.94 expected. Operating costs fell to $795 million in the fourth quarter, compared to $2 billion last year, which is a good improvement. Rivian generated a negative gross profit of $1 billion in the fourth quarter, which was impacted by lower cost or net realizable value. Altogether, Rivian posted a net loss of $1.7 billion, admittedly an improvement from a $2.4 billion loss in the same period last year. Rivian ended the quarter with over $12 billion in cash and equivalents after burning through $1.4 billion in the fourth quarter. Rivian's stock has taken a hit of about 10% after the news, since Wall Street was expecting about 10,000 more in 2023 delivery guidance, but Rivian was sticking to a modest goal of 50,000. As far as product news, Rivian says that it will be introducing a new battery pack using lithium iron phosphate cells to broaden the available supply and further reduce cost. Rivian has begun informing certain 2022 R1T and R1S customers of a recall filed with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The voluntary recall affects over 12,700 Rivian EVs and pertains to a sensor in the passenger seatbelt system that may cause a reduced or complete lack of deployment in the passenger airbag. Rivian expects that despite the large number of vehicles to be inspected, less than 100 of them will actually require a replacement part. In the filing, Rivian says that letters announcing the recall will go out to potentially affected owners on April 8th, but it appears that those notices are already going through email, as some forum members have already posted online. Rivian will be servicing the vehicles with pop-up service locations, which now have extended hours and availability. The U.S. Postal Service will purchase 9,250 off-the-shelf Ford e-transit vehicles in a push to move towards electric delivery vehicles. And that will actually be happening by the end of this year, so that's nice. The USPS has recently been flirting with electrification as plans to replace its archaic fleet of Grumman LLVs heats up. The plan changed a couple of times in the last couple of years, but as of December of 2022, the plan stands at buying 100% EVs by 2026 and 75% from now until then. The Postal Service announced that it would purchase 21,000 commercial off-the-shelf electric vehicles to accelerate the plan 
and Ford has won the first part of this contract. The 9,250 vehicles supplied by Ford will begin in the first wave of 21,000 total, which includes an announcement of 14,000 charging stations, which will also be installed. So today's announcement is a big step for the USPS, a big win for Ford, and really a big win for all of us. You know those mail trucks that are running around in your neighborhood and everyone else in America? They get 17 miles per gallon. Yeah, those things that drive past everyone's house every weekday, they have not improved their fuel efficiency past the average American car measured before the 1970s oil crisis. After the post office gets EVs, I'm expecting a refund check for all the subsidizing that I did for this absurd rigidity. It's like 50 years. Robotaxi developer Waymo announced this past January that it surpassed 1 million miles of autonomous driving with no humans present in the vehicle. Waymo's competitor Cruise recently announced something similar, but Waymo did share some data to pack up the claim. Also, Waymo is now expanding past San Francisco and opening up service in Los Angeles. In today's community comment found on YouTube, some of you had some welcoming words for Honda and Toyota who appear to be changing to join the electric age. I'm excited to hear that, as holding a grudge is definitely a heavyweight, even for a car company. Remind me of that next time that I slip up and start to hold a grudge myself. I'm not perfect. Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.